Welcome to Food and Loathing Unstripped. <laughs> Coming to you pre-recorded from the site of the Vegas Unstripped Festival on California Avenue in the Arts District. Uh, but it'll be about six days before this episode <laughs> drops that that happens. So if you want to figure out when the hell it happened, count backwards six. That's right. Um, but then forward from whatever day you're listening. So there's a lot of math. <laughs> I don't want to do math on a Saturday night at a great festival. Yeah, so just fuck it. We're coming to you from Vegas Unstripped, one of the coolest food festivals ever. I love it. It's on the streets of the Las Vegas Arts District, one of the most exciting culinary neighborhoods in Las Vegas, and if not the world. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know about that, but it's fucking great, and I love it. And, you know, we're, we're having a good old time. We set up. The crowd has not yet come in. If you're wondering who we are, my name's Al Mancini, but more importantly, the beautiful woman, lovely voice, the, um, the little giggle that you you hear there with me. That is um, Ms. Samantha Gemini Stevens, local food writer extraordinaire and creator of the Wishbone and Vine website and blog and um, co-curator of this Please Send Noodles three exclamation points (laughs) cookbook cooking club. Me, I'm just the old guy that's been writing about food in Las Vegas for 20 plus years and um, because of that, I kind of know a few people, and sometimes they talk to me. That's so right. That's why you listen. It's not because you <laughs> like me, but because people sometimes talk to me. Um, also, I'm the creator of the Neon Feast Restaurant Guide app. If you haven't already downloaded it, download that motherfucker right now. Right now. Oh, we haven't even... I, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight, but I feel like we're in a festive mood. Uh, very, you know? yeah. We're the right energy ne- is really cool. We're right near the Aperol ladies. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. And I do love that. The Aperol Spritz ladies in yep. their orange um, tank tops, their orange umbrellas set up, their orange um, beach chair. What yes. would you call those chairs? Not really beach chairs. Uh, some kind of weird yeah. chair. Better than our chairs. That's what they are. <laughs> Much better. So, yes, we're, we're hanging out here. The crowd, I don't believe, has been let in the door yet while no. we're doing this. Uh, but a lot of people wandering around. I know our friend um, friend Michael Stam's over there from yep. Cured and Way. And I saw Kathy Stam. Um, I know Bob Cranston's going to be with yep. them. They're going to be doing some wine stuff. I saw Bruce Kalman wander through. You know, this is going to be interesting. And I guess this is going to be one of those things where I just tease this. It'll be interesting to see what chefs are here because a lot of chefs in Las Vegas are out of town this week. They've been yeah. shooting a TV show. Ah. And I don't want to mention names and because everybody <laughs> that tells me about it doesn't really want to tell me about it, but then they accidentally say it in front of me. Yeah. So, you know, there may be some people missing. That may be why. I see Rick Moonen and yep. um, Ronnie just walked by. They're yep. going up towards the stage to see the band. So, yeah, the scene is cool here. It's very casual. We have the time right now where we can actually do our normal top of the show. Look, we're posing for <laughs> pictures. Oh. Um, so I think we should make yeah. sure we give people a normal show. Where have we eaten since last we spoke? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I'll think of three quick ones. Um, we went down to Hugo's Cellar and just sat at the bar for a little while. Nice. We have friends in town. The cocktails there are really great. They focus on a lot of the classics, but Dean is amazing. He's been there like 25 years. He can make anything. And for people who don't know Hugo's Cellar, man, this has been winning like most romantic restaurant in Las yeah. Vegas on all the polls. It's in a for bricky basement of the Four Queens. The like, Four Queens <laughs> in downtown Las Vegas. And um, yeah, it's it, seriously like you would go, why would I ever go to the Four Queens? And right. then you say, because Hugo's because Cellar Hugo is there. Cellar That's is sort there. of the way the conversation goes yep. for most people. Yep. And super romantic restaurant. Do they still give the ladies the rose? As soon as they walk in the door. Have they gender stabilized that now? Like, do they give gentlemen roses at no, all? No, I've seen, no? no. Seems a little mean. Or, you know, that old, like, what if there's two guys on a date? Uh, hopefully they're adjusting with the times. But we love Hugo Sauer. Wait, <laughs> we're just having beer dropped yeah. off by Wendy. How are you from Craft House? Here, say hi. Hello, culinary <laughs> fans and superstars. Cool, you're going to have to come over and chat with us yeah. a little bit if that's okay. Sure. Cool, uh, we'll, we'll have you in a second. Um, so yeah, Hugo Cellar, super romantic restaurant, yeah. wins every award. It's been there for a million fucking years. It is on the Neon Feast app, it also is. as one of the top date night spots in Las Vegas. Um, so um, what'd you have again? Uh, we just went to the bar for that one, um, and then we did a big dinner last night um, at Andiamo, and I on haven't been Diamo. there at, at the one. At, You've been in a Fremont state of mind, yeah, huh? I also have been. on Fremont Street, yep. old Fremont. At the D. Yep. At the D. And yep. uh, service was impeccable. Um, I mean, we walked in, we were just waiting for the rest of our party, and one of the hosts heard me mention that I was craving a dirty martini. Mm-hmm. And I turned around, I was talking to my friends, I turned back around, and there's a gentleman with a martini on a, on a 
dish. Beautiful. And I was like, whoa, okay. This I love is kind of awesome. <laughs> like details like that just blow me away. I love living in a service industry town, yes. man, you know? <laughs> People take care of you yes. in this town. Um, and then today we went to Yukon for lunch. We had pizza down at Yukon over in the Huntridge. Wow, you are very downtown. And yeah, it's been a downtown kind of few days. Call and, you downtown uh, Gemini. <laughs> and they had a special pizza today called Franz Ferdinand with fennel sausage and fennel fronds and some lightly pickled onions. It was Are they so celebrating good. the outbreak of the next world war? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't laugh at that. I know. Oh man. I had, it didn't even <laughs> dawn on me. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but yeah, fantastic pizza, fantastic place. Uh, you know, small business. And um, yeah, if you haven't been in there, rush in there. They're open from noon, I think every day. I'm a little sad that there may be people listening to this that only know Franz Ferdinand as that band that was out for oh, yeah. a while. They may not actually know who the Archduke was in World not. War One history because <laughs> I am ancient. Well, this sounds like you have been very much loving downtown. Yeah. Here we are in the Arts District. I know, and the weather is great, and but and I mean, all the chefs are here, so yeah, everybody's yeah, this hanging works. out. It's really cool. Um, okay, so where have I been dining? I will yeah. tell you, I went over to Manzu Italian Oven, and I went over there, sorry about that, I went over there <laughs> with John Finn, who, um, who who does all the videos for my Meet the Chef events, yep. and we wanted to talk to Gio, Chef Giovanni yeah. Morrow of Manzu Italian He's Oven. Here. He is here. I've seen uh, him. We're chatting with him about what he's going to cook at our Meet the Chef event on um, October 26th, the Thursday. And so we went in and had a meal oh, because, you nice. know, that's the way you do that. Yeah. So I had some great dishes, had some stuffed lemon leaves. I, he does those so oh. well. I love them. Um, a grilled calamari dish that was very good. Some squash blossoms were fabulous. Burrata with some leeks oh, and crusty bread. God. Um, he came up. He's gonna. We decided what he's going to be making for the demo, but I don't even want to give that away. It'll be something that's that... Yeah, but real simple, it's easy to make at home, and you'll be able to follow around. So we oh, had a good great. time. Monsu's a great restaurant. I love it there. Um, also, went over to Payments. Oh, I, yes. I had a falafel pita, which was great. You know, if you got to go to either Payments, they've just been doing Mediterranean oh, yeah. in this town for so long, and they're fantastic. And also, while I was there, I talked to Payment Rayov about their 13th annual Halloween Vixens party, which is taking place on Saturday, October 28th. And here's Payment telling you all about that. Oh my God, this, this is going to be our 10th anniversary of a Vixen's Halloween party, which people that come in, they dress up really crazy. We have awards for the first and second best custom. It needs to be a custom custom, not something that you buy from a, from a store. You have to make, make it yourself. So, for example, uh, a couple of years ago, we had this lady that she comes to the lounge all the time. She made a hookah out of herself and the smoke was coming out of her hair. Just oh, imagine that. It was A crazy. hookah costume. A hookah costume. I can provide you that picture <laughs> later on. So she won an award because it was unique. It was very original. And uh, we, we have a lot of fun. We got the DJs playing the spooky music. We got the specials on the hookah, for example. We have the pumpkin, pumpkin spice hookah, and then we have the pumpkin spice uh, rice pudding, and we have all pumpkin spice tea. We have all kind of a, a related uh, 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 Halloween times, and you know it's just a fun place to be. People dance and, and have fun. So, which location is this at? This is at the 8380 West Sahara at Paymon's Lounge, which after 9 o'clock every weekend, the whole place becomes uh, the lounge. And uh, we have two dance dance floors, people that come in and they, they dance. And, and it's just so much fun that when every year that the, our, our, we start booking those parties, it happens way before that. I mean, so people, they, they love to be part of it. So um, what are the hours and what's the price of admission? There is no price of admission. We are local. We don't do that kind of stuff. We're not going to gouge you just because either on a New Year Eve or is, is on the Halloween, a special night, everybody. You know, I, I think that the people that they come to my restaurant and they support us all year long, they shouldn't pay any admission to get in. So the prices are the same. Nothing changes. It's just a fun night to be there. That's all. And what time does the party start and how late does it run? 
Uh, it starts at 9 p.m., goes to 2 a.m., and uh, at uh, 12 midnight, we pick the best custom, and people that uh, uh, they, they raise all kind of different kind of... It's crazy. You got to see it. So people, they raise their hand and their voice for, for the best custom when we announce it, and uh, they win a $300 gift certificate the first uh, best custom gets a $300 gift certificate and the second gets $200 gift certificate. Normally we don't announce it, but the third one we give another $100 gift certificate to uh, the third best. Very cool. And what day is this again? This will be the Saturday of uh, uh, Saturday before the Halloween, okay. uh, the Halloween day. I was hungry this week. I got sorry, not sorry ice cream. You know, we talk a lot about like how you, you always apologize when you um, use a, a delivery service. Yeah. I'm not fucking apologizing because this was priced for delivery. <laughs> Nobody was losing money on this okay. shit. Twelve fifty a fucking pint to what? have it delivered, right? Oh my and God. that's before the fees, right? Wow. So, um, but needless to say, a lot of marijuana was consumed that evening, and I was craving <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So we got some stuff. And I have to talk about these two, um, these two flavors that I had. Yeah. N- the first one. Ugly as fuck is what it should be called. It honestly is like, if there's an award for the best tasting versus ugliest thing in the world, right? right? Like the thing that is most opposite, where, where, where beauty of appearance is inversely proportional to deliciousness. I like this. This okay. would be the winning motherfucker because it's called, um, shit, what did I say they called it? It's called Campfire S'mores. And the base ice cream itself that they start with is called a toasted marshmallow ice cream. Okay. It is basically a marshmallow ash ice cream, right? Oh, interesting. The the taste of that ashiness when you burn your marshmallow a little bit. It's beautiful. I love the taste of it. But as a reason, oh, and then so that's what it starts with. Now imagine like a grayish, almost grayish green color. Like the most kind way that I could put this is like the color of cement. Oh, like wet cement, right? Like there's other things I could say that would also work, but we're going to go with (laughs) color of wet cement. And then mixed into it are these Hershey chocolate chunks, graham cracker crumbles, and marshmallows. And again, it's fucking delicious. But I swear if I saw it, in a bowl, I would say, how did my dog get to the bowl to throw up in the bowl? <laughs> throw up is what I would say. That would, Not the other one. But um, yeah, no, it's just, I know, and I'm really sorry, you guys, because, well, no, I'm not sorry. No, don't be sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That's right. But no, it's a great fucking delicious ice cream, so try oh, that one. I will. And I also really, really love their um, whiskey banana um, Fosters. Oh. Whiskey Bananas Foster. And it's really good. This one cracks me up because I, I can't say anything nice without trashing things at something at the same time. <laughs> um, the only reason in the world, I think, for Ambrose Banana Whiskey to exist yes. is to use it that in is, here. Because there's no fair. other fucking reason that I can think of And um, because I've had that. And that's a locally made product, and I don't mean to be hating on it, but there's nothing that I like about it. Um, so it's Whiskey's Banana Foster. It's basically caramelized fresh bananas, brown sugar, butter, cinnamon, and this Ambrose Banana Whiskey in a sweet cream base fucking amazing sorry not sorry love that went over to the sundry at uncommons did the oysters mitake yeah. mushroom sliders um my note on mitake mushroom sliders is the the pickles seem to be fighting with the mitake like the, the, those two flavors just were battling it out and did not get play well together so that i didn't enjoy that one sorry guys you know i love you at sundry but that at that and i also did was not loving the tokino jam empanadas from petite peso okay um it just needed more filling yeah. and a juicier filling because the empanadas are, I mean, look, they're flaky, they're dry. That's what empanadas yeah. are. You can't complain that an empanada is an empanada, yeah. but I like it to be stuffed a little better with something that's a little more moist yeah. to kind of, you know, even that out. So that would have been my complaint there, uh, but we still had a great time. We always do it the sundry. We would have eaten more there, but um, Amari was oh. beckoning us right yes. across. And Jason Rochelo saw us, came over and said hi. <laughs> so like, there was no sneaking out. We love Jason. We love those guys. So we went over to Amari. Um, Sue's first visit in there, we like, liked it a lot. You know, My second visit, really liked it. Um, we did a fried ar- artichoke in a crab fonduto with garlic toast to spread it on. Really, really fucking good. That sounds good. delicious. Um, some sesame arancini with beef and pork sausage. Um, and yeah, and Talagio actually was, the, I believe, the cheese they nice. eat. Nice. Yeah. Um, sorry, my notes are crazy, and I feel like we're being, <laughs> I, I don't know where we are, but I'm hoping we're not being invaded. I know, You right? never know anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, we live in a scary world, but hopefully that's just a news camera. Happy to show that that's we're right. having a good old time here or something. If you see anything weird going on there, let me know. Yeah. 
Um, oh, another dish that I wanted to talk about. They had their um, malfadine, malfadene, dine? I think malfadine. okay. It's this long, ribbony pasta. I don't know if you've ever had the pasta, but the beautiful thing about it is that um, they they don't cut it short. It's like yeah. these giant, like Lady in the Tramps, but of the ribbon pasta. Yeah. Like, and and it's just it's fun. It's almost like a squid attacking you while oh you're trying gosh. to eat it, right? <laughs> and I just really liked it. I like that they leave it so long and they don't cut it short. Um, so anyway, they do that dish with um, with a little shrimp scampi on it, little capers, little parsley, and an uni tomato butter. Ooh. Um, the, the dish overall, just a touch too tart for me. I would have liked okay. a little more sweetness going on in it. But overall, fun. I, I love the pasta. Yeah. I love sea urchin. You put it in just oh, about any everything. Italian. You put sea urchin in. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I cream my jeans over sea urchin <laughs> in Italian food. So I'm, I'm a big fan. So that was fucking awesome. And um, man, it looks like I just saw John Curtis walk by yeah. with his lovely missus. Um, and he's over there. So it looks like they're, I don't know if they're letting regular people in or if John Curtis is just irregular <laughs> like us. I can't tell. I mean, a little of both. But but um, I think it's time for us to take a break, and then we're going to come back talking to chefs or whoever we can get, and that, that'll hopefully be a lot of the show tonight. This is Food and Loathing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the at Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. And we are back at the table for this part of this um, this segment, I guess we'll call it. We'll call it. And um, our guest joining us right now, it's exactly 7.05, which means technically the doors should only have been open here for about five minutes, but it seems like they've been letting in people for a lot longer than that. We've been wandering around, and it's getting more and more crowded. And we come across Mr. Rick Moonen. Hey, hey, Al. Great Dra- to be here. Dragging him back here. Rick, who, is, um, who co-hosted probably, I think Gemini has now co-hosted more than you, you did, but you you co-hosted yeah. many, many, many episodes yeah. of this show. So it's cool to bump into you and that you're willing to come back on again and talk to us. Always a pleasure. I love it. I love being on the show. I love talking about things going on in Las Vegas, baby. Yes. Mr. Celebrity Chef Rick Moonen, you guys all know from, well, countless TV shows, The Godfather of Sustainability, Sustainable Seafood, I should say. Um, seriously, I, his resume, just Google it because it's massive and he's done so much good work. And um, it came out to Las Vegas, you know, over 20 years ago and was really one of the um, chefs that helped shape the strip as a fine dining destination with RM Seafood. You know, you were here at a pivotal time, and I, I think that you saw things change a lot during your time on the strip, right, Chef? Oh my God, the evolution of cuisine, food, the culture um, has, has massively changed in 20 years for sure. And this is a this is a prime example of it. Yeah. You know, this whole thing was kind of a a bunch of chefs that were really doing some great stuff off strip, but all the strip restaurants were getting all the yeah, attention. Exactly. And so during Uncorked, and there's a long story behind that, they went unstripped. Yep. You know, and so they went off off off, off the script, you know, and did their yep. own thing. And here it is today, supported by so many people pushing their way in before the doors actually <laughs> open. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's some really cool people. And the food I've had 
so far is spectacular. You, you know what I remember, and I tell you this story. I've said this a lot, and you kind of always cringe because I don't think you like when I repeat the same stories about us. But first time I met you, I remember asking you if you would ever consider going off the strip, and the, the idea sounded very alien to you. Like to yeah. you, it was like a New York chef going to Connecticut, I think, is how you <laughs> saw it. And, and I remember we sat down at that time. You were brand new in Las Vegas. I said, no, think about it as like the way that Brooklyn had been expanding yep. at that time yep. in New York, where a lot of cool chefs right then were just starting to go across Absolutely. the river. I feel like we've hit that kind of critical mass of off-strip in Las Vegas now that we yeah. wouldn't have imagined back then. I agree with you 100%. I looked at, well, when I closed my restaurants down five years ago in Mandalay Bay, I was looking, I had like three different locations awesome. that I was looking at here in uh, on Main Street. You know, and I, I mean, it was there were deep conversations. Yeah. I was talking to the landlords, they were working out deals. And then uh, I got an opportunity to work for a company that I'm thrilled to work for called Perry's and they're based out of Texas and I do all the food development here in Vegas. Still have a lot of parties here. Still try to stay connected with um, the culture. Walking down before the doors opened up, I mean, it's walking down memory lane. So yeah. Many, yeah. Vincent Pousset and all of these, the, the purveyors of great wines that have built their companies oh. up more, you know, and have a bigger selection. And it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Have you had any good bites since you've been in here? Yeah, I had the uh, crab empanada that Adam Rios made over there. Cool. I, had, uh, I didn't have that yet. Gina Marinelli's doing a great thing with uh, Forever Ocean's Kanpachi. Nice. Yeah, you know, you're wearing your Forever Ocean exactly. shirt, and I've been meaning to, I've been trying <laughs> to get the word out to as many chefs. Whenever I see Kampachi on a menu, I tell it. So if any chefs are listening to this podcast, just save me the introduction. Rick has a great new product. Give us the one minute or the, or the 30 second version because you have been involved in sustainable seafood for so long, yeah. and you now have a product that you're bringing to market in Las Vegas that is really fucking cool. The thing I'm excited about Forever Oceans is one thing. Is they, they've got a great culture and a great um, a plan on doing what they call regenerative uh, aquaculture, which means they're making the environment healthier than when they first got there. Longer story to that, but you don't want to hear that. But the whole idea of kampachi is, you know, hamachi. Everybody knows hamachi yeah, yellowtail. Yeah. And people know hiramasa. Well, one night they went out and I got drunk. They had a baby. It's kampachi. <laughs> and it's um unbelievable. It's really good. You know, you can get fillets. I'm going to be cutting some up on stage here in about 20 awesome. minutes or so. You know, playing around with the guys from uh, Absinthe. So it could get ugly. It could be bloody. <laughs> oh, know. man. That yeah, sounds fun. Knives, this, fish. Uh, this might turn into a Halloween costume with blood all <laughs> over by Chef the time I'm done. Marty Lopez running by. Chef, you're going to have to come and sit down with us soon. Well, as yeah. soon as Rick leaves. Now, yeah. Whenever you Marty's get. Marty's awesome, 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 awesome. You're the best. Um, his Wagyu program beat is not... No one uh, can beat him. No one. That's no, amazing. And, his, and his, his excitement about it and everything. It's Scotch 80's Prime. So Love with, that space. But getting back to your compadre. Oh, Marty's the chef that I told about your compadre. I told him about that last weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to go sit down with him. I just have, Fuck, to, have, I a couple, have to have a couple extra fillets. I can throw one go. down. He was, <laughs> he was serving compadre at um, Vegas Food and Wine at the Palms Pool. And I said, you should talk to fucking Rick Moonen. I am hustling for you, man. I am working you like your pimp, yeah. man. Um, so if any chefs want to try this product, we know Gina Marinelli has it. Now, yep. hopefully, Marty's gonna get some now that we're talking to him. Yep. Um, can chefs reach out to you somewhere, man? Absolutely, man. Just email me. It's just uh, let me think. Uh, Rick. Dot, no, let me think of which one's better. <laughs> chef, chef Moonen, C H E F M O O N E N, at rickmoonen.com. Great. That's it, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up, man. I'll give you some, some fish to screw around with. I'll give you the full story behind it. This company needs to be supported because they've got bigger and better future plans that I want to see actually come to fruition because it'll change the way aquaculture is uh, is provided to us in the future, which is actually giving us back. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Chef Man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, Go out and have some you. more fun. Always, buddy. Thank you. We got DJ Flores right here. Chef, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Tell me what you're doing here tonight at Vegas Unstripped. So we're doing a little different uh, other than the menu that we have in Milpa. We're doing a mushroom tamal with uh, black mole. Okay. And what made you want to do on strip? Uh, it's a cool event, you know. It's it's a chef, lo, you know, local chefs, off the strip chefs. I wanted to be a participant because they've been asking me. I'm like, we got to do it this year. So it's a cool event for the community. The last time you and I spoke, you did the pop up at um at Proper Eats. How'd that end up going for you? Oh, it was great. I they sold out of tacos, and that's that's that's. Uh, a plus for me. So, 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 any um, any hints that we may be seeing you back in either other pop-ups or other appearances on Las Vegas Boulevard? I think I think more pop-ups uh, uh, in the coming future, but we'll see. We'll see. I gotta keep people uh, in the in the in the. I guess the secret. The secret. Okay. okay. Shh. We won't tell anybody. I promise, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
So John Arena here at Vegas Unstripped. John, um, what brings you to Vegas Unstripped? You've done so many festivals over the years. Why do you like this one? This is such a local event, and it really showcases all the amazing talent that we have off strip. And, um, and a lot of the guys that are here were, were, were strip chefs, but they chose to be, be in the Burbs because that's, what's, that's where it's happening now. And um, obviously it's a fantastic turnout and it shows that there's power, that you don't necessarily need that casino power behind you to draw a crowd in this town. That's a new phenomenon, don't you think? It's a new phenomenon and I think also it's, it's healthy for the whole town to have some alternative areas to go to that draw people away from those Death Star casinos that suck people in and they never come out again. Tell me about the dish you're making here. We're making tavern-style pizza, so it's extra crispy, super thin. Um, it's, it's a riff on chicken cacciatore, so we slow-braised chicken for about four hours, four and a half hours. We created a, a sauce with um, three different kinds of peppers, garlic, onions, t fresh thyme, uh, some white wine. Cooked that down, reduced that down, and then we, and then we, uh, roasted, we have some roasted brown mushrooms that we finished it with, along with some crispy fried chicken skin. Wow. Okay, man, you're making me hungry. I'm going to have to be back for this very, very soon. Um, tell us anything new happening with Metro that we need to know about. Yeah, we're, um, you know, we're, we're adding these tavern-style pizzas to the menu, which I think are going to be great. We've done it at Life is Beautiful. We're doing it here. We're doing the pizza festival, uh, Las Vegas Pizza Festival. So it's given us an opportunity to do some new things. And some of the things that we've been doing for ourselves or in our test kitchen for years, uh, we're finally getting around to rolling out. Well, now, you got me curious. I feel like tavern-style pizza is having a moment. There was a time maybe 10, 15 years ago when you took me out to Amore, Taste of Chicago. You said, I want you to see the two, two styles of Chicago pizza because I had always thought deep dish was the only type of Chicago pizza, and you wanted to set me straight. If I think back that long ago, 15 years ago, nobody really paid attention to tavern-style pizza. Now it seems to be really having a moment nationally. Yeah, but if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, right? Because Americans like crispy stuff, and tavern-style pizza is super crispy and it travels well. And after the pandemic, pandemic, when people stopped going out for pizza and you know started ordering in, they wanted something that would hold up in a box, and tavern fits that bill. It's right in everybody's wheelhouse, and... Um, and it feels good to eat. Yeah, well, no, I never realized that. That's a brilliant, uh, yeah, putting two and two together there about the pandemic. Although I still can't get over square slices on a round pizza. It makes me crazy, you know? Um, We're not cutting yours You're not doing yours in squares? More like a, like a Jersey or, or uh, Queens or Jamaica style tavern pizza. It's cut like a regular pizza, but, um, but super thin and really crispy. And it's a different cooking process too. And how's Dana Point doing for you? Dana Point is killing it. Chris is, you know, he misses Las Vegas, this is his home, but it's amazing. The reception that he's got there is off the charts. Within the first week, we were doing what we projected to do four years out. Wow. And okay, so for those who don't know, it's called Truly Pizza. It's in Dana Point. Tell people where they can find it. Truly Pizza, Dana Point. It's, on, uh, it's in the Lantern District. Really cool spot, beautiful rooftop wine bar. And the best part is you get to see Chris Decker do the things that he really has, has mastered over the years. And Wendy Forrest joining us right now from Craft House Brewery. Craft House Brewery, Craft House Brewing. I always get it wrong. Tell me, I please. do. It's okay. It's brewery. Brewery. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> the one of one of the OGs of the um, the Las Vegas craft beer explosion, if you want to call it, or, sure. Or yeah. At least I like it. Yes. Um, it's certainly a founder of that movement here in Las Vegas as it exists. Craft House. For those of you who may not know. Um, they sort of founded the Henderson Booze District. There wouldn't have been a Henderson Booze District if it wasn't for Craft House. Uh, Wendy and her husband Dave, they lobbied a lot of people in politics to make it legal for them to brew where they wanted to brew, to have a tasting room. Um, so if you are enjoying any craft beer in Las Vegas, over the past you, five or you ten years, you have to thank Wendy because everybody wants to go to the breweries. Nobody wants to go to the city council meetings or the exactly. county commission meetings. And she's the one who went to those meetings so that you could have what you have right now. So, I, on behalf of all beer lovers, Wendy, I will say thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I appreciate it. We do it for the community. 
You definitely do, and that's why this is great to see you at an event like this. Um, how'd you get involved with Vegas Unstripped? Have you been doing it from year one? We have. We're an OG um, supporter and uh, sponsor when it was back in the alley behind Esther's Kitchen. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before COVID, uh, BC. <laughs> it was BC. BC. Um, but it, it's an amazing um, experience, and it really shows you know the heart of our, our culinary industry within Las Vegas and really what, you know, the passion behind all of the food and beverage that, you know, all, all of the chefs and all the brewers and all the distillers and the mixologists that we all put into what we're uh, serving to our community. We want them to be proud and we want them to share it with their friends and family and say, hey, look what I found. You have to come here. This is so special. Um, and that's really, I think, what keeps us all going and pursuing, you know, better, better, better each time. Well, I mean... I think it's probably telling that so many of the restaurants that are here carry your beer, right? Yeah, like yeah, there's, there's a nice sampling yeah. of them, you know, and that, that says a lot that the best of the chefs are very frequently ones that want to go out of their way to carry Craft House's product. Yeah, we're honored. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's an extension of, of a chef who truly, you know, curates their plate with so much thought and so much precision and so much passion. They want to know, you know, where the farmer is and where it came from and where it's sourced and is it, you know, ethically farmed and is it organically raised and is it, you know, reducing their carbon footprint on our community. Um, and in doing so, the same is true for their beverage program. Um, so, you know, we're honored that, that the chefs see that, realize it, and um, it does. It, make it, it makes a difference when you look at, uh, you know, a, a beverage program of, you know, uh, either whether they're on the strip or off the strip. If, if the, the beverage, you know, chooser, the person who has the say, puts thought and effort into it, it's very apparent in black and white because it's printed on the menu. Right. And if they're just putting out an average menu that didn't get a lot of thought, if they're just putting whatever it. product is being pushed through corporate, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not what goes with the dishes on the menu. But, right, but, right, right. Yeah. Um, and it, well, that is something, all right? I think a lot of the mom and pops that we have here in Las Vegas, because these are chefs that, even though they're small local restaurants, these are chefs who, prior to that, had been at massive organizations with great sommeliers and great cicerones and great people that did that. So, so many of the local restaurants do take the time to make sure that there are beers on their list that go with their signature dishes. Absolutely. And, yeah, but that did, they didn't do that in the town no. I grew up in. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I that's mean, you not, had up four choices. and Yeah, and that's not small-town America, usually, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. to, I mean, I'm, I'm no disrespect, but it's just right. not where I grew up. But, yeah. yeah, so I think that's fantastic. What do you think about the fact that... So, that actually, just curious your thoughts on this festival. I mean, you know, you and I both remember when... Or maybe, you know, James Trees put this up as kind of a joke, right? right? Like yeah, a dr yeah. drunken it, April it was Fool's in the joke. Alley. Yeah. yeah. And it was in the alley, and we thought it was an April Fool's joke, right. and it really happened. <laughs> um, and it was really a middle finger to, um, you know, Vegas Uncorked. Right. And look, we're here at Vegas Unstripped, yeah. and Uncorked is no longer in Absolutely. Las Vegas. Yeah. So there's something yeah. really funny yeah. about it. I mean, I, I wish nothing against the Bon Appetit people, they're fine well, people, but yeah. says something, huh? Well, I think it goes back to the passion behind all of these chefs and behind their, their concepts and what, what they put out for the community. It really ties back into the passion. And if you don't have passion, that's not, you need that to keep going through the hard times and through the challenges and through the down times. So now we get to ride that wave and ride that high and, and you know, see familiar faces and get to meet new ones and try new things that we've never tried before. Um, I, think what, it, I what, think it's a great example of Las Vegas. And before we run, what beers are you pairing yeah, I, I have people oh. right now? What are you pouring? Uh, so Gemini has the um, Sumo, Sumo Stomp. Stomp. Oh, so I have one of these in front yeah. of me, and I hadn't opened it's it. I will a, take a sip. Yeah, a it's a sip. Sumo Tangerine uh, Japanese rice lager. Wow. Yeah, so oh, light, that is delicious. light, refreshing, goes great with you or me sushi that we're sitting yeah. in front of. Wow, that, that um, is very interesting. Yeah, it doesn't overpower wow. um, the palate, so you can have something as delicate as, you know, sashimi, and it complements it great. Um, we also it's have light enough that I feel, too, that you can give it to somebody who doesn't drink good yes. beer, who's not yeah. like, you know, who gets freaked out by a lot of oh, hops yeah, or something, fair. right? Oh, yeah. And like, you know, if you got your Bud Light fan or somebody, right, right. You, who they, they're not going to take a super hoppy <laughs> thing yeah. that you give them 
time, right? No, not could, at all. You could give them this, and they'd yeah. be like, no, this is good beer. You can drink this, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we brought um, Evocation. That's our Belgian Saison. has a little bit of pink peppercorn. I picked that one because it complements a lot of different... Um, of the bites, the culinary bites here. Um, it has enough backbone that it can kind of bite back a little bit with the pink peppercorn, but it's not gonna overpower your palate. It'll just play nicely with, with most things on the plate. Is that something new, pink peppercorns? Um, it, first of all, no, I was thinking of Szechuan peppercorns, oh. right? Because somebody, <laughs> somebody else does a beer with Szechuan peppercorns uh, that we know. Yeah, 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 okay. Half bird, I think. Half bird does, Szechuan. right, okay. okay. But no, pink peppercorns. So, yep. But peppercorns are not normally an ingredient you see in beers that often? No, but um, the Saison is is, you know, it's rooted in food and, and being on the farm and any type of Belgian cheese or French cheese plays amazing with it. Um, and any um, poultry or fish or lighter fare, you know, salads with vinaigrette, those go wonderful as well. And then I did an infusion of fall spices with pomegranate juice that then I'm incorporating into the Saison. So, so like a, a little mosa. Yeah, so it's like a little riff. I like it. And, and who's serving these beers right now? Any of these restaurants that we know of? No, not not at this tonight. I mean, um, like if people so, want to have them, or yeah. can they go into your, obviously they can go yeah. to, your, to your tap house well, or your. I can see the sign from here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have all of our beers serving right. all of them. But other than your locations, <laughs> which they do have one in the Arts District right yes. on the street we're sitting on, California Street. Yes. You don't have to go all the way to Henderson if you want to go to a craft house. Mm -hmm. You can go to their tasting room here, um, right in the heart of the Arts District. But. Yes. There are bars and restaurants that serve those two that you, that you have here today that you just told us about? Yes, so Your Me Sushi is picking up the uh, Sumo Stomp. Um, and then also Evocation makes an appearance um, like once a quarter at Esther's Kitchen right across okay. the street. Um, and then they're all up and down the Strip. They're all up and down Main Street. They're in Henderson. How about like Lee's and places like that? Yep. Any of the liquor companies? Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. so, so Evocation, the Saison, that's our flagship beer. So we make that year round so you can find that everywhere. Whole Foods, Sprouts, Total Wine, Lee's, liquor lineup, all of those, liquor outlet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah. for your time. Yeah, Good thanks for you. having me. Cheers. So I'm here now at Vegas Unstripped with Chef Francesco DiCaldo. Chef, how are you doing? Chef from Basilico, I should say. I'm great. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Man, it's great. Thank you for being here. This is such a cool festival. What do you think? Uh, it's, it's great. Bring uh, people together, bring chef on the community together. I think it's one of the best food show we have in Vegas. Have you been to a previous version? Have you gone to Vegas Unstripped in the past? Last year, yes. Okay. And what were your thoughts then? I love it. That's why I say yes this year. Cool. And you, of course, have a brand new restaurant, um, but I know that, so a lot of dishes are new for you, but you can't make anything here that you make at the restaurant, right? So you had to get even more creative after just designing a brand new, super creative menu over at Basilico. Now you had to dig a little deeper to do something special here, right? Yeah, but at the end it was pretty simple, let's say. I just took a classic uh, pasta bolognese and just transformed it a little bit in a fun way. A, a little bit. Tell people what you did, man. I overcooked some uh, rigatoni pasta and I made the rigatoni in a souffle, classic souffle. So the dough, the pasta, the egg white, egg yolk and parmesan cheese. I cook it in the oven. So souffle made of pasta. Made of pasta, overcooked pasta. <laughs> and you serve that with what? Bolognese and uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano espuma inside the souffle. That, uh, I just had some. It's absolutely amazing, Chef. Thank you. Later on, um, we're going to give you the Parmigiano gelato. Oh, I love that Parmigiano gelato. That one you do at your restaurant, right? Yes. And yes. that's the thing. If you go to Basilico, nobody, very few people, I should say, are getting as experimental, maybe a little avant-garde from time to time as you are over there. And it seems to be really well received by the public. You've, you've got it off the ground to a pretty good start, right? Yes. We can complain. We are brand new on the southwest of Vegas. We're growing little by little. We're growing. We have to put our name out there. But I'm sure we're going to be good. Cool. And... You also have like special events there. I know sometimes you have live music, things like that. Anything you want to tell people about? It's every Thursday and Friday we have a live band. I think now we're going to start on Tuesday too. Yes, Tuesdays are coming soon. We have a beautiful new artist that plays the guitar named Serena, who's amazing. Coming in on Tuesdays. And uh, we are playing with the wine dinner, whiskey dinner. The whiskey dinner is going to be this Wednesday, beer dinner next month. We're gonna organize a truffle dinner with Italian oh, producer. Awesome. So we have a lot of stuff. 
So I am here with Jackson Stamper of Ada's Food and Wine. Hi. What brings you to Unstripped? Uh, I love Unstripped. So this is my second year doing Unstripped, and it's just such a great time. I love that all of these uh, chefs get to get together and, and make food that they love and enjoy and share it with a bunch of people. Awesome. What are you making tonight? Uh, so tonight we're making a goat liver mousse with crispy chicken skin, hot honey gelée, and pickled Tom Cord grapes. I think I have to wipe my chin. I'm <laughs> drooling. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Joining us now, Mr. Jerry Misko sitting down at the table. Jerry, how the hell are you, my friend? I'm good, my brother. Just hanging out this beautiful evening, working on a mural outside of Esther's and enjoying the food. Uh, Eric was kind enough to invite me to uh, design the, the poster and the apron art. Yeah, the, I saw that. Script this year, which was a lot of fun. I'm going to move your mic just yeah, a teeny little bit and try to get it right there. Am I not in the right spot? No, no, you're good there. Get a little frog leg on there. That <laughs> That's a little better. <laughs> I think you're, I think that um, that mustache was kind of, you know, kind of filtering out some of yeah. your, your syllables there. We don't want that. <laughs> so, yeah, Jerry Misko, by the way, for those of you who may not know, well, first of all, shame on you. But I know. I am often the old man and the voice of reason on this show that has to remind you of shit you should <laughs> remember, right? but you're just too young to try to remember this. Um, Jerry Misco, one of the great artists, one of the great street artists, mural artists of Las Vegas. You've been, I, I've known your work since I moved here about 21, 22 years ago, and um, if you've ever seen his work, of course you're going to Google it right now, so do that. I, I, I highly encourage pieces. you to do yeah. it. Uh, uh, Misco art. Yeah. Misco art, yeah. yeah. But um, it basically draws so much inspiration from the classic neon yeah. signs of Las Vegas, yeah. and it is a style that is very much based around the way that neon colors blend into an evening and how they fog your perception Absolutely. and so much of it will be you know just the corner of the corner of um, the flamingos yep. you know bent leg yep. and you yep. uh, and that you just develop that into an entire piece I did of example outside of the hard rock at two o'clock in the morning looking up at those big beautiful that's amazing and that's a big inspiration you know uh, 99 cent breakfast in my my real youth, like a little kid, my, you know, I'd go visit my aunt and my, my mom and dad worked in casinos. So, you know, we'd be there at 2 a.m., 8 years old, yeah. stop by, you know, 99 cent breakfast, get a little uh, steak and eggs for a buck 99, you know, yeah. feeling bougie <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, right. yeah that's a, a long gone thing, but we should bring that back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on your background, did were you, like, were you ever an illegal graffiti artist? No, man, I'm a bougie white kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went to art school and, you know, work in the studio art and stuff. So I use the tools, I use spray cans out of expediency. They're fast, you know, working on these nubbly stucco brick walls. Spray cans were just uh, a lot easier and faster than using the brush and acrylic. So studio work is mostly all uh, acrylic on canvas, but I, I have been using the the, the cans in the studio lately too. Oh, awesome. They're, they're, uh, they're fast and it's fun, you know. Normally I'm just real precise, way too in my head, but the cans, you just let things roll. Uh, a lot of fun with it. You have murals all over the Arts District. Yeah. I mean, we're here to promote the Arts District. We love the Arts District. That's why we came down here tonight. So tell people a couple buildings where they might be able to find one of your murals right uh, here in the Arts District. There's a big one uh, on the side of Jamiland, uh, right there in the parking lot. I guess not parking lot, there, patio area. Yeah. Former parking lot. Parking yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, big neon piece there. Uh, there's one in the Bank of America building up the road there. I'm trying to think where else. Uh, a new one right here I'm doing in the, in the alley tonight. Yeah, uh, you're right, working right, outside of Esther's. right now tonight yeah. outside, yeah. outside of Esther's. So. It's a little dark, though. Uh, these LED lights uh, <laughs> light up one area really well and they cast like the wall in shadows. So. Oh, that sucks. I'm going yeah, to have to hang out here and talk to you and eat and drink all night. So. <laughs> yeah. well, cool, man. Well, look, we appreciate you <laughs> stopping back by. Come back during the day and, and, and finish up the mural. People can find your work at miscoart.com, right? Uh, JerryMisco.com. Jerry and then uh, so. at MiscoArt's my IG handle. Okay. And, and X, X now. On, on the X, yeah. <laughs> on the X, yeah, at Misco, it's Fred's, all that stuff. It's at Misco Art is my uh, handle on everything. Awesome. I, cool. I can't get into the TikTok and the, I'm too old. <laughs> I, I, need, I need a person for that. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for stopping by, yeah, man. I great to it, talk man. to you. Yeah, always good to see you. So we have, I think, Melanie Sweet in the background there yeah. doing something sexy on the stage. I just came from my own Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin <laughs> moment. Um, and we'll never walk alone again. We'll get more than that in a second. But sitting down with us right now, Bob Cranston, the man, the myth, the legend. And um, Bordeaux Bob is That's what right. he's better known to uh, many people here in Las Vegas. How you doing, my friend? I am so happy to be here. Oh. To see so many colleagues and friends and everybody having a great time, it's a gorgeous night. And if people didn't come to this, I just don't know what they were thinking. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for anybody who missed out. You know, it's, it's, it's a drag. Silly. It's silly. We, you know, we have such a great food, wine, hospitality community in this town. It's come so far since I moved here 20 years ago. And, you know, Eric Gladstone and his crew put on this event. And the restaurants, the food, the wine, the music, the vibe, it's off the hook. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know what off the hook means, but this, <laughs> but, but this is what off the hook but would be looked, if I knew what it meant. You right. looked at the hook and this was not on it, so you assumed <laughs> it must yeah, be off. It, was, it must have been above it. That's above, right. Above Somewhere it. elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, Kinson Lau is here. Perhaps. I mean, Kinson Lau is here. Kinson Lau is here. <laughs> Love that guy. Did not bring his puppy with him. He no. often brings his puppy to events. Yeah. Uh, but if anybody wanted to know, I was curious. <laughs> Bob, man, you've got some great, cool new shit going on with some other friends of this show. Yeah. Um, with our friends um, Kathy and Michael Stamm over at um, at Cured and Way and MG, MGP Specialty Foods. Right. And I'm so, I'm so... Now you are adding your letters to their alphabet or well, something? Well, no, no, no. I, I didn't want to upset the apple cart. You know, Michael and Kathy have built an incredible business. And the MGP brand is so well known in the food and wine community that when we talked about doing a wine division, having, you know, selling wholesale wine and spirits, they said, what should we call it? I said, well, why would we call it anything except MGP? Because you guys have built this great brand, so we just decided to call it MGP Fine Wine. Um, we're in the same building, we're delivered on the same trucks, we're two sep very separate companies. Um, and it's the best of both worlds. I, when I travel around the country and visit my distributors from my import company, None of my wine and spirits guys know anybody in the food business. They, <laughs> really? That sounds so strange. It's just, they're, they're completely disconnected. <laughs> they're not really doing their job properly. Well, no, no, they're, they're just disconnected. you got wholesale wine guys and you got wholesale food guys, and they don't really inter intersect or interact or interbreed yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, and the, the odd thing is because... Oh, the, I don't know. A lot of you got well, wine guys will breed with anybody. <laughs> but, so, but so the food guys deal with the chef, and they come in very early in the morning. The food guys make their sales calls on the chef, two, three, in the, uh, five, six in the morning, and or they just get purchase orders that are based on, well, we need 80 pounds of beef, send us 80 pounds of beef, send us 50 pounds of beans. I don't know what the hell they do. And then the wine guys come in the afternoon, and they meet with an entirely different person. Mm -hmm. So there's a disconnect between food and wine that didn't make sense to me. Right. Because we belong together. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, absolutely. This is I me. Mean, I work. I was Robert Mondavi's personal wine industry advisor for three years, and he called wine liquid food. Yeah. He didn't drink wine to get inebriated. He drank it as part of it's just a bonus. It's part of the meal, you know. Yeah. And and so it occurred to me, like, you know, how can I do this, and who should I do it with? And Michael and Kathy are the hardest working people I've ever met. They've got incredible goodwill in this community, and I've worked really hard. And I'm just trying to keep up with them. So now, who is this going to have the, the most effect on? The average um, customer out there, people that, that just want to buy wine for their house, or is this something that's going to be more appreciated and more of a, a bonus to uh, local restaurateurs? Well, the restaurateurs are going to get sort of the same wines that I've been bringing in previously. All the classified growth, Bordeaux, Lafitte, Mouton, Margot, I have all those fancy wines. But today we're showing this great little $10 bottle of organic, vegan, Tempranillo, awesome. Monastrell from Spain that you can't not like this wine. I discovered this at Vin Expo in France in 2019 and I couldn't wait to bring it in. And we've got it at Lee's Liquor, we've got it at Ada's, we've got it at La Moon, a bunch of places have it. It's at Cured and Way, our little shop at um, on Valley View and Post, uh, where the MGP offices are. And I just love drinking this stuff. It goes with everything. You can chill it a little bit. You can have it by the So by the for pool. members of the public, yeah, um, they can, is there a way, it, so they, they need to go into um, Cured and Way? Well, or we, have, they can, we have lots of wine at Lee's. Okay. And, you know, 25 Lee's right. locations, Cured and Way. The Cask out in Henderson is a good customer. Cool. Quarries in Henderson is a good customer. We'll have wine at Marche Bacchus. Um, and we'll do some really cool events. I mean, we've done Bordeaux tastings and dinners at Ada's. We've done them at Table 34. We'll do more and more of those. We're going to do some classes for consumers, for the trade. Uh, we have a, a beautiful classroom at MGP. We're going to do Zoom things. We're going to do YouTube video, all kinds of fun. So stuff. what's the website? Where can people get info? MGPfineWine.com. Awesome, my brother. Thank you, Bordeaux Bob. You rule. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, too. MGP. Uh, you Just Google MGP Fine Wine on Facebook. It'll be easy. And I'm here with Jamie Tran in front of the Black Sheep booth. I haven't tried this, although Rob Cashel Reese and his wife are eating your dish right now. What are, what are you serving them? I'm serving them a plate.
play on like a Vietnamese sweet potato fritter with a little, I might play on it. I did it, I separated it a little bit and did a sweet potato fritter by itself, crunchy. Then charred the shrimp, chilled it down, marinated it overnight, fresh herbs and pickled beets. So Rob and Mary, what do you think? This is fantastic. Yeah, this is actually one of the best things I've had all night. This uh, shrimp thing is so good. I would agree yeah, and he writes for Thrillist, so that you know that that means it's good. What do you think about this whole event? Uh, it's, it's always fun. I love this event. Honestly, it's a, one of the best events. I always have fun. My one of my old bartender, he said this is one of the best events he's done with me. So my staff loves it. I I like it. <laughs> Did you get out to try anybody else's dishes? I'm not yet. I'm trying to help my staff, and then I'm gonna go out and then try other Can people's I say dishes. That Jamie Tran is one of the best people to do shots with. Yes. Yes, everybody loves to do shots with Jamie. Jamie is the best. And that's just the kind of party it is at Vegas Unstrip. I'm going to let you guys get back to doing shots. Thank Thanks you. for your time, Chef. Thank you. So, yeah, that that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, for those of you uh, just listening to, to what's going on here, um, Al got yanked and pulled up on stage. Tell me more about I mean, about usually, you know, <laughs> if I get yanked at a party, it's totally, I'm saying something really different normally. Normally. Um, yes, yanked from our seats. Yeah. And, yeah, they wanted me to go up on stage. So I guess they were doing a sabering, and uh, they, I guess John Curtis was supposed to saber, and then Rick Moonen was going to saber it with him, and then they asked me if I'd go up there. Oh, they, did, they didn't have a bottle for me, right? <laughs> um, so I didn't actually save her. I just kind of stood around, which, you know, usually when, when whenever John and I have been in a project together, <laughs> one person talks about trash, the other one stands around and there then we go. reverse roles or something. <laughs> so I guess today was my day to just stand around. But I, I have to say, you know, we don't make a lot of public <laughs> I know there's people listening to this that know what I'm talking about. We don't, John and I are not often seen in public together. together. So it is always fun when we get that, yeah. that joy to do that. I, I felt like they thought it was like the end of that Jerry Lewis telethon where they brought Dean Martin. <laughs> Martin out, or Sinatra brought Dean Martin out or something. They were going to start singing I'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, God. And I just know that because I love my Rat Pack trivia. Absolutely. I, they put me and John Curtis in a public place with a large knife. That's just... <laughs> And yet no blood was spilled because See? we are men of peace. And That's right. Yes, and this is all for the community, and we love this community. And uh, even the people in this town that fight still like each other, Absolutely. right? Or at least still know how to smile and be on stage uh, together. Yes. Now, it was great to John, man. Very cool. Yeah. Just, you know, very cool that he's here. Very cool that he's supporting the scene for all of the all the things that we give each other shit. And we have our real problems. We have our make-believe problems. We have all kinds of stuff. But I've never, never, ever, ever in a million years will deny that um, he is a great food personality in this town. And somebody that um, if you like what he says then God bless you at least he's putting asses in seats in Absolutely. restaurants he has strong opinions and he does he, lo- he he cares about putting asses in seats at restaurants so man any project he ever does I will throw my 100% support behind awesome. even after we parted company I wrote the um, foreword for his next book so awesome. you know as long as he's doing what he does what he does best Rather than what he does nastiest, but when he does what he does best in the spirit of promoting good food, man, then um, I will always be a 100% supporter, man. It's good to see him. Plus, also, he has the greatest wife on earth. Oh, my gosh. She is so nice. Alexandra, man. She's she's so fucking cool. So, yeah, man, (laughs) you can't dislike John because you love Alex so damn much that it just carries over. So, anyway, that was fun. So, (laughs) tell me a little bit. We've been wandering around a little bit. What have been some of your favorite things so far tonight? Um, It's my Ali sandwich. Which from yeah, yeah from um, Via Focaccia, uh-huh. Via Focaccia at Ellis Island. That was really good. Um, really nice lamb ribs from Chef Mark Marone, and I got to figure out who he's even here representing because it says Mark Marone and Jeff. The sign says Jeffrey Mark Weiss. Mark Marone and Jeffrey Weiss. I didn't see Jeff. Is Jeff over yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and then it says Parts Unknown. I think right is what. Yeah. I don't know if that's just their homage to. Um, to, yeah. to Anthony Bourdain or whether they're maybe doing a new restaurant together. You never fucking know with We're Mark, We're going to have to right? go find out. going to have to find him. <laughs> um, yeah, because you, you seriously never know what Mark's no, doing. he's always busy. And we haven't known what's up with Jeff. So they are both two restaurants that on Neon Feast are like listed as temporarily closed because they both tell me that their stuff's reopening. Yeah. But I don't know when it is. So maybe we'll hear something about, about that. Um, other than that, I don't know, man. What the? What else did I eat? I mean, it's just people just keep putting good did food in. Did you get the frog leg? I did not get the frog leg. We're going to have to do that. Um, Stephen Lee of Jogogies oh yeah, is Stephen. doing chicken fried frog legs. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. Uh, who else did I see? Uh, yeah, we had the dish um, with Francesco DiCaldo. We're yeah. going to play a little bit of, of talking to him momentarily. Um, 
fuck, I don't remember what else I had. <laughs> well, it just means we've got to go out and get more. If we have Francesca DeCaldo did that souffle, we're going to talk about a little yeah, bit should. about a pasta souffle. So we'll hear oh, about that yeah. from him shortly. And um, I saw John Arena. Yeah. It's great. And you get something good from John Arena, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, this food just comes flying fast oh, and furious so at great. these things, man. The energy here is so much fun. Everybody seems like they are just enjoying the hell out of it. And there is no short shortage of anything to eat and drink around here. So, yeah. Oh, okay, let's I'm go out and it. go on. I, you know, I still haven't. Yeah, I'm not drinking anything because I'm not drinking the alcohol tonight and I can't find a water. So I've <laughs> actually eaten about 19 dishes without a beverage <laughs> without, oh my God. so far, man. We're going to fix that. Yeah, I got to go find something. <laughs> We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly, info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out anytime at wishboneandvine.com. And one more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. So now I'm here with Gina Marinelli. Gina, what do you got going on? Hey, Al. Tonight we're actually doing a compachi crudo, a little tangerine, and a gym, ginger lemongrass tea underneath. You know, I was actually just talking to Rick Moonen. This is his compachi, right? His Forever Oceans or whichever brand it is, the super sustainable stuff? Yep. This is the Forever Oceans super sustainable outside of Panama. Really proud to be supporting this product. It's delicious. And then we're also serving a green apple braised goat bumbola, which is the shape of the pasta, which actually means bomb. Uh, it's got a little truffle crumb fresh in there, pecorino, and scallions. Okay, man, they look awesome. Tell me, before I dig into this and get totally distracted by your deliciousness here, why did you want to do this festival, and what's it like to be here? I mean, this is one of the true festivals where I really get to connect with the community, really get to cook what we want, and people really appreciate what we're doing. It's not just grab food and go and run and whatever, but it's actually a place to connect with the community and the guests, so... Very proud to be here. So what is going on at the Strega? What's going on at Harlow? Um, you know, just bring us up to date on everything that is Gina Marinelli. Awesome. Uh, we just changed the menu at both restaurants. So we're into fall, Harlow and La Strega. We'll be starting our mushroom menu at Harlow next month. And then, yeah, just enjoying this uh, cooler weather and new dishes. Well, I'm going to dig into this food. Thanks a lot, Chef. Have a great night. And finally, I wrangled him. I made my talent wrangling move. wrangling. I know. I had to go back three or four times. Um, Jeff Weiss is here at the table with us. What's up, guys? Jeff, it's good to see you, man. Good First of all, this you. dish, too spicy yeah. for me, man. This, uh, this, this Caucasian, this is a too spicy. You do on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's tell, us tell, tell us about the dish. Mark and I did two dishes. We both have this total love for Southeast Asian I should food. say you're here with Mark Marone. I, Mark, uh, Mark and I kind of teamed up and did like a super friends, Laurel and Hardy kind of Ike and Mike situation. So we both love Southeast Asian food. Yeah. And we love barbecue. We thought, well, let's do those things. So the first dish we did was this beautiful, there are these lamb ribs. Yep. And they um, they were cured with coconut sugar and Balinese peppercorn, Szechuan peppercorn, all kinds of really cool fun spices. All these peppercorns tonight. Yeah, yeah everybody's talking about peppercorns. Right now. <laughs> it, it's in the air, the peppercorns. <laughs> so then we smoked them for four hours and shout out to our friends at um, Big B's. They, you know, oh, I love Italian. that. Yep. They, they, have, they hooked us up with the smoker for everything. And then we glazed it with pomegranate molasses and mint and tamarind and just really kind of fun kind of flavors. No spice. I hope you got that one. Did you? Huh? Did you get that one or no? Oh, yeah, I got okay, that guys, one. No, that was good. We, we, we almost completely right sold out. Straight like, in. We, we decided we're going to hold on to a couple racks just in case. I had that know. before they even opened the gates. So <laughs> I, was, I need to get over there and get I one. I was smart on that one. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, yeah. you have been, you know, obviously, if those who may not know, Valencian Gold mm -hmm. came onto the scene, um, Spanish restaurant, blockbusters in the Southwest Valley. Um, Jeff had some personal things going on in your life, which we've talked about on this show. Yeah. And, you know, you, you had to take, take a step back. Let's just put it that way. Take a step back from the restaurant for a little while. And so we have not been eating your food here in Las Vegas. <laughs> I know. Oh, and and I've been we have been craving it, it and, <laughs> and wanting it. So what made you decide that you wanted to do a big return to serving <laughs> Las Vegas well, here tonight? The, you know, truth be told, we, I never left. And, you know, I've, I've been here all along. We do the Deliver Dignity Meals, which are this fantastic community meals program. We've been doing it since COVID. Elizabeth Blau um, started it with the folks at the Moon Ridge Foundation, which um, they're part of, like, Win, the Win family. Yeah. 
you know, Mark Marone and I and, and um, folks at the... And he's another guy who's yeah. just not around anymore either. <laughs> so you were like the two prodigal sons, like the prodigal <laughs> twins of the Las Vegas well, food scene. Let's put it this way. You're going to see a lot more of us, and there's a lot more coming. Well, that's and, why we have you here, yeah. and we're hoping you're a little you're tipsy, and you're going to tell us what you're happen. doing. Nice try. So no. can I get you a shot of something? Uh, <laughs> there is not enough beer on the planet to get me to talk about the very cool things that we have coming. So, so you and you Mark know. together? Should we be looking uh, for you things? To, oh, there's a lot of things. Your pants will be in, crossing? Mm-hmm. Our pants. I hope it's just our pants that are crossing. He's not <laughs> taking it. But I'm telling you, don't let him take you away to Dubai and keep your passport. Because, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. No, it's we have a lot of really fun things coming both um, together and then on our own. And, you know, it's just been a lot of work behind the scenes while doing the delivery of Dignity Meals. And obviously, you know, listen, family comes first and I needed to like take care of family. And that's that was just, you know, anyone in this business understands that that's if you can't take a moment, take a step back and say, you know, my family needs me, which is what happened with, with our situation, then you know what? That's that's part of why we do this is to both do what we love and also to be there for the people who care about us and we care about. So, you know, now that I'm I'm back in, well, I've been in back in town all along, but we're doing this delivering the emails still. And we have a lot of really cool plans. We've been doing a lot of cooking and fun things like this. So, cool. yeah. Okay. Stuff. Where can people follow you? Where can they keep track hey, of you? I'm, you got I'm, anything? I got the Instagrams. I got the at Chef Jeff Weiss. And, uh, you know, I put on some fun little goofy stories on Facebook all along. That kind of thing. And you know, if you have something to announce, you just fucking lift up the phone to me and we'll get the word out I, there, right? I got, in my, I got your number. Okay, my brother. <laughs> She counted us down. There you go, James. James Trees. Right. Counting along with us. That's right. Did you count down, James? I know. I was watching her fingers. I can't, I can't count to five. Watch the fingers, James. I'm a James. chef. I, yeah. So, Calabash. Calabash, so yes. So important because these guys are late entry into uh, Unstripped. Not a lot of people know about them doing African food. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, people have brought me, uh, Eric has brought me the food twice. Yeah. And I've just been blown away by it. And nobody and then, knows where their actual restaurant is, right? They're right. one of the places everybody is talking about it here tonight. Well, that's something yeah. we're going to have to it's figure called out. called Calabash. Boy. Everybody's loving the food that they're doing, and nobody has any idea who the fuck they right. are. But we're all going to find out. <laughs> it's exactly. so good. It's like the dish we're doing tonight is like a dish that's uh, like almost a direct copy of a restaurant that I had in Madrid called Tokita. Uh-huh. I've sent so many people to the restaurant they started following me on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) so James Trees of of course Esther's Kitchen Ada's Al Salito Posto all the restaurants we talk about just about every week on the show because we eat them at all of them so fucking frequently Um, but James is also the founder in many ways Eric Gladstone technically the founder of Neon Feast but it was all from brainstorming with a group of chefs including James Trees who's right here Uh, there's Eric Eric knew we were talking about him it was where he was not going to get the proper credit. Speak of the devil, he shall appear. I know, right? What? What? Absolutely the devil. So so this all hell's broken loose. But I want to tell people who may not remember that you posted this on on basically um, April Fool's Day or something was the original post about Vegas Unstripped. And this was like, as a journalist, you hate when anybody posts anything on April Fool's Day because it's usually a fucking lie. That is just like the worst day ever to be a journalist. He's he's going to pee. He himself with glee <laughs> as I tell this story. And Aaron, and it was just James Trees posting about that he's going to do a food festival. It's going to be called Vegas Unstripped. Obviously a slap in the face to Vegas Uncorked, which yes. everybody liked to you know make fun of because they were the big out-of-town festival with all the strip places. And I didn't believe that. Nobody knew whether it was a true story because you posted on It sounded like you were drunk or something when you posted it. Fair. And um, it, it was posted on April Fool's Day and nobody would answer any fucking questions about it. <laughs> And I honestly don't know. I mean, I can't tell to this day whether the original Unstripped was originally supposed to be something that you floated the idea as a test balloon to see if it failed. And then yes. it, 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 is that what happened, man? But the problem is it didn't fail. Right. That's, that's the problem. So then because we all bit, all the suckers in the press bit, so you had to do it then, right? And we so, called your bluff? So yes and no, but yes. But there was actually another person involved. It was me, Eric, and Brian Howard. Yeah. Right? And that was the real thing. It was like, we were like, you know what? We're going to go do this thing. And 
it's going to cost us, even if we do all the things and have invite all the people and pay all the chefs to like for all their food and labor and everything else that we do, and it's going to cost us less than doing Uncorked. That's where it came from. Yeah. Because they sent us like a, hey, do you want to be a part of Uncorked? All you have to do is give us $5,000 for a table fee, produce 5,000 pieces of food, and provide all the labor for it. And then, hey, man, you get to be part of our thing. And I was like... Is that, is that like paying somebody an exposure? Dude, seriously, right? Yeah, it was worse than that. I was offended. I was like, dude, I've You're done- offended by the invitation. I've done every great food festival in the world, yeah. and this is offensive to me. But the thing was, like, honestly, if it wasn't for Brian getting involved, Eric corralling us, and then us getting Justin on board, getting all these other great chefs yeah. on board, it wouldn't have happened. And dude, look at tonight. This is yeah. a fucking awesome like, thing because of this. And I'm telling you right now, I'm making Eric do it in May when there's not every gala, <laughs> every benefit, every like Christmas holiday charity thing going on. We're going to do this again in May. I'm sorry. I you, love it. How, you've lived in Las Vegas how long and you think we have a slow season? <laughs> I was born and raised here. We don't have a slow fucking no, season. No, 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 but there's a gala season. There's a charity that, season. That's there's true. There's a time to give and there's a time to take. Right, and we know that as restaurant operators, and that, and the, dude, the fall and the winter is the hardest time for us. We're busy as shit. We have all the conventions right now. Every restaurant who is here is like has their second and third in command. They're just kicking ass and doing the best they can. I know we got Carlos running uh, all sleep at night. <laughs> My original pasta cook yep. from Ada's, right? I know that we have, uh, you know, Mick. The, ma the maker of the great cheeseburger. Yep. cheeseburger He's running eight yeah. is tonight, right? And then over here, I got Dylan on the pass. Nice. So, I mean, like, dude, like, we are all, like, putting our hands in our chef's, like, our, our restaurants in our chef's hands and allowing them to run the restaurant tonight because we have to be here to do this thing. Yeah. Yes, it's so important that Eric, we're here. are you trying to jerk me off there? What are you doing? Can you just take a break for a second? I'll bring him right back. Oh, no, no, we're we're going to wrap up. We're doing stage. a quick five-minute segment, yeah, James. Thank you for being here. I seriously thought you were either going to hit me or then you were jerking me off. He's making <laughs> hand gestures. I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to do one, you let's might as well do, do both, both, right? I'm going to so. do some inside baseball. Uh, Eric sent me all of his college radio cuts and I can't stop fucking listening to him. <laughs> oh my God. I he just was can't the believe the craziest college DJ New I Jersey I've ever seen. Here's I need the weird thing because I, I did a lot of college radio yeah. and. and, and whatever, but that he keeps his stuff that long. That is like the difference in our personality types. I've got interviews like with Britney Spears when she was 12 years old that I just lost because I just lose my shit. I don't keep anything like, and it could be making tons of money. He's yeah. got his college radio shows. He has his I love it. Shows. And like the one, the first one I listened to, the whole entire background is the audiobook of the Wizard of Oz <laughs> as he talks over it and plays fucking emo. It was the most unprofessional college season. It was yeah. the greatest yeah. shit I've ever heard. I listened to it Twice. Uh, it was okay. so good. Eric needs you, so we're going to let All you right. go. Thanks for Thank coming you so by. Much. Much. Right. You're the best. You know, we're having a lot of fun here, and um, your lamb ribs just arrived. I know. I'm so spoiled. They were just hand-delivered, and they look amazing. And I, I keep realizing that we're spending too much time in our ass, with our asses on these seats here and not enough time out and about talking to our chef friends and all that stuff. So um, I say we say fuck this, right? We're not going to do a news section because we're recording this so no, far in got, advance yeah. of the drop date. And, yeah, look, y'all, this has just been a very special, you know, like in the old days when there was a very special episode of Blog? Yeah. Yes, exactly. or something. This has just been a very special um, episode of Food and Loathing. I think we're going to wrap it. We're not going to do any news. We're going to um, get the hell out of here. By the time th this will drop, you'll be hearing it on a normal Friday. By the time we come back next week, we'll have all sorts of fucking news all saved up for stuff. you guys. Do you want to take us out of here this time? Oh, um, yeah, let's do it. So on behalf of Al Mancini, my name is Samantha Gemini Stevens. Stay hungry. 